You know what that sound means? It's another episode of Game for a Movie, where we ask, are you game for a movie? My name is Mike. I'll be your host. I am joined by... Jim, how are you? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> should I have just have introduced you? <laughs> it seems like a second. Wait, what am I? <laughs> Who am I again? I probably forget. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we have got a very special episode today. Uh, it is releasing on Friday the 13th. So, of course, in October. And, of course, we're doing five bad horror movies this month. So, you actually chose the bad movie which we'll get into in a second, but I knew I had to have you on the show because you chose which Friday the 13th we were talking about. Right. I had to, I had to think of what the worst one is mm-hmm. since we're doing bad movies and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It has some fun, of course, with all the Friday 13th, but first let's talk about what we're drinking. Jim, what is that monstrosity you've got over there? This monstrosity is in honor of Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> um, and as everyone knows, in 1989, when this movie came out, toxic waste was a big thing in Manhattan. So yes. <laughs> this drink is toxic waste. What it is, this is a <laughs> pineapple white claw with a shot of absolute vanilla topped off with some delicious Mountain Dew Bah Blast. <laughs> is that um <laughs> Hank Hill? <laughs> Hank Hill, yes. 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 Bah. Yeah, all right. Bah Blast. <laughs> yes. Uh in honor of Jason Takes Manhattan, I've made myself a Manhattan. Uh, because I just thought, why not? Gives me a reason there to do go. so. And of course, I've got a beer too, because I actually did pop the beer just in case, but it's a, uh, what is this beer company again? I can't remember. Full Steam, and it is Rocket Science IPA. So Very nice. Yes, Very it's nice. in the Bucky's koozie because of course. Of course. Okay. You can't so go wrong with Bucky's. Can't go wrong with Bucky's. Uh, we've got Jason Takes Manhattan, which... All right, so you said we got to do the worst one. I don't think Jason Takes Manhattan is the worst one. What do you think is the worst one? I think it's Jason Goes to Hell. It it could be. Okay. It could be. Um, I think uh, there's things that are uh, about this movie, this particular one. Um, the 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 original two scripts that were fighting over each other. Yeah. Um, the fact that. The fact that the studio up to this point gave them the most money they've ever ma- had for a Friday the 13th movie. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that it made the least of any of the Friday the 13th movies <laughs> at the box office. Um, it's kind of, yeah, it does. It does have fantastic moments yes, here and there. Um, of course. <laughs> but yeah, it, it could be. You, it, it, It's it's close. It's definitely yeah. close. Most, well, most people think that Jason X is the worst, but I, X, I disagree okay. with that. I think Jason X is one of the best kills by far with the uh, the liquid nitrogen. That's actually one of my favorites yeah. of the series. Um, yes. Yeah, it's definitely goofy, but I don't think Jason X is that bad. A lot of people were saying Jason 5 or Friday the 13th 5, which was the new beginning. Yeah. Because uh, Jason um, wasn't the, actually the bad guy. Right. Right. 
it's not as it's not as off course yeah. as Halloween three. Okay, yeah. Um, but I I do I do love Halloween three, but yeah. um, yeah, it's not as it's not as off course as that. But yeah, I could see that too. Yeah, that's I, these are these are not epic um, <laughs> film. Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here. These these aren't masterpieces, but no. <laughs> they're they're fun. I honestly, I'm even saying these. I'm just like even Jason goes to hell, which I think is the worst. I still would watch it because it does have its fun moments. It does, and then Jason goes to hell has that little ending mm-hmm. with uh, with a nod to Freddy Krueger. So yes, right, yeah, and then of course Freddy versus Jason happens, and <laughs> right. So let's talk about Jason Takes Manhattan. Um, movie rooted in the 80s. Oh, yes. Everything about it screams 80s to me, like right off the bat. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it came out in July of 1989. Okay. Which it just, it's a culmination of everything 80s and everything, um, New York City, as as I described it to my wife yesterday, New York City pre Giuliani when it yes. was uh, when New York City was a a fun, uh, terrifying crime ridden heck hole. Everything <laughs> like there's a million uh, gangbangers on the street. There's toxic waste, graffiti everywhere. All of that good yep. stuff. Punks, punks with boom boxes roaming yes. the streets. <laughs> but of course, I mean, like because this is. Jason takes Manhattan. The first hour has to be on a boat to Manhattan. Right. I think I think the first uh, the first two thirds of the movie aren't even in Manhattan. And according to um, what I've researched about, and yes, I did mm. research a little bit about this movie. No, there I were kind of there were, you got me beat on this were, one. Like I'm looking it up, were, going, I did no research. <laughs> There, are, there were two dueling scripts for this movie. Apparently, mm-hmm. one of them, uh, bef- before they even had the idea to go to Manhattan, one of them was supposed to take place on a cruise ship, completely from beginning to end, and then the other was um, an epic in Manhattan, which was supposed to start end and have the entire movie in Manhattan. There were supposed to be scenes um, all throughout New York uh, involving Broadway plays. Involving taxi rides, involving Jason climbing to the top of um, the Statue of Liberty and diving off into the water. Um, There were all sorts of things that were supposed to be happening. The boxing scene. Yes, the boxing scene. Yeah, the boxing scene um, in Manhattan on the top of the building was supposed to actually take place in Madison Square Garden during an actual boxing match. Um, but the studio killed it all because they had no money to do that in Manhattan. So <laughs> that's that's how this came about. We got robbed of an absolute <laughs> gem of a film. I think we did. I think you're right. <laughs> well, and especially like they kept referencing climbing to the top of the Statue of Liberty, and it, now it all makes yes. sense. Where I'm going, oh, duh. Yes, they talked about it. Yeah, they talked about how many how many floor or how many floors it is to the top. Mm-hmm. How many steps to the top of the of Statue of Liberty? Yeah, it's prominent in there, and, and yeah, they they had some ideas that they never came to fruition. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we got a mix of those scripts where we've got an hour on a boat and forty minutes in Manhattan. Um, I don't, I don't hate that it's on the boat for the first part. I don't. No, 
No, it's uh, it it works. Yeah, it works. Although now you're talking about a bunch of of kids, high school kids. You're presuming are from New Jersey. Yes, getting on this boat, yes. a Panamanian freighter <laughs> that is that has been, I don't know, dolled up to look like some sort of cruise ship that that high school that a high school class would take right to Manhattan. Yes. Um, Including steam room, dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yes. And that that's that's another thing. The the dance um the dance floor, that whole mm-hmm. dance floor set was another thing that was supposed to be in a disco in Manhattan. Okay. Yeah, that movie. makes sense. So, which 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 kind of makes sense. But yeah, that ship is crazy. Not only do we get a ship, we get an admiral yes. that's running the ship. Where admiral, did this guy come from? Uh and it's Admiral Robertson. I couldn't remember his name. But it also yes. is Admiral Robertson and his son Sean, and his son Sean, who was supposed to take over the ship. Yes, but forgot to toot the horn before they left, so he got he got he angry. Got off. I just <laughs> uh, I don't get why he was so angry. Like I guess he just needed to go find uh, Rennie to establish. Hey, these are our two main characters. Good luck. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and then but of he course was, he was. The admiral was was decked out in he had, he had his full admiral uniform with like a metal. chest full of medals. Yep. To, to take this Panamanian freighter from the coast of New Jersey, we assume. We assume, even though it was filmed in Vancouver. Yes. <laughs> to to New York City. Oh my gosh! So that's the easiest way to get from New Jersey to Manhattan. Obviously, yes. a cruise. Yeah. And a Panamanian freighter. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you keep referring to it as Panamanian freighter. Because it's completely true, but it just keeps making me laugh every time we say it. Yeah. Yeah. And it came with uh, the deckhand. Who, um, I don't even know if he had a name. Deckhand. uh, That is what he is on IMDb. Deckhand. Like like Crazy Ralph in the first... um, Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. riding around on his little bicycle saying you're all doomed. This yep. guy was walking around with his with his mop on this on the ship saying you're all doomed. So we had yep. a we had a return of, of crazy Ralph. Um I also find it funny that he said he saw Jason climb on the board on the boat. And I'm like, so you just let it happen? Didn't do anything about it, didn't alert anybody, <laughs> just you saw him climbing on it and you're just like you just you're all it. doomed. <laughs> yes yeah of course but nobody believes him because he's the crazy deckhand yes exactly yeah um <laughs> we also have just to establish some of the main characters as well is uncle charles who is the uncle of rennie yeah i think is the school principal i i don't know if they ever established that he definitely works for the school but he's just like the hard ass yeah right Right, and he was um, uh, Peter Peter Richmond, I think his name was. Um, mm-hmm. He was like the bad guy, the jerky teacher in every half-assed uh, sitcom and <laughs> and movie of the eighties. He was he was the jerk that was always coming down hard on the kids. Yeah, um, which he at still some is. Point he, <laughs> yes, yes. At some point, he does say, um, "Young lady, I'm your teacher." Mm-hmm. He doesn't necessarily say he's the principal, but what I mean, why would he randomly be on this boat with these these kids? Right. 
and I don't I don't get why. I mean, obviously they need a chaperone, but yeah. Well, and that's my thing is like I get chaperoning, but he definitely never shows any like care for the kids. And it wasn't like Rennie was supposed to be on the boat in the first place. Like I thought, oh, maybe if Rennie was supposed to be on the boat, he'd be there. Nope, he's just there. He's just chaperoning. He's there to make sure that the one girl gets her science project in her biology assignments. Her biology assignment. And of course, when's the best time to collect a biology assignment is on a Panamanian freighter (laughs) on your way to Manhattan because two days before your graduation on Friday the 13th. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you didn't turn in your, your biology final, so you better have it when we get on the boat. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, We also have Colleen who's like the teacher that cares for Rennie and convinces her to go on this boat. And the reason we learn is Rennie is, uh, afraid of swimming she doesn't like water um these are just the main characters i want to get into because there's plenty of cannon fodder that uh well we should also talk about sorry let julius because julius is part of our favorite scene <laughs> who's the yes stereotypical leader of the jocks he is a boxer yep uh these are the important details that you need everybody else is kind of just i'm there to die (laughs) right right and i'm not sure exactly how old julius was when they filmed this movie but he looked to be about 35 and and one hell of a boxer so yeah right (laughs) i think you're young on that one he yeah it could be i'm trying to look up personal details to see like how old he is and it doesn't have it on his imdb page so we don't know how old he is we just know he's known for friday the 13th jason takes manhattan Eastwick in 2009 and South Central in 1992. So, I don't... There there aren't a lot of um, actors in this movie that went on to other things. No, there is not. The only one that, like, went on... (laughs) The only one that really went on to things that I actually knew was uh, uh, Kelly Hugh. She's in one of my favorite bad movies of all time called The Tournament. Um, okay, tournaments like it, she's also in the Scorpion King, but that just makes me laugh. Uh, the tournaments, <laughs> not to, not to go down the rabbit hole here, but the tournament is basically like these people hire these assassins to compete in a tournament, killing each other. It's thirty assassins, twenty four yeah. hours. If you've not seen it, I got it for two ninety nine from a closing blockbuster, and it is so worth it because I watch it at least once a year. I was going to say, it doesn't sound terrible, but um, sure. It's, yeah, it's got a that. terrible rating, so I say it's a bad movie, but honestly, it's one of my favorites. I actually really enjoy it. It also has cool. Bing Rames, and who doesn't love good Bing Rames? Exactly. Bing Rames okay. is fantastic. Oh, I love Bing Rames. But enough about that. Um, yeah, so the rest of these characters are here as cannon fodder, pretty much. And we've got some creative deaths. Um I'm leaving out the main one that we've already kind of hinted at because I know that's yeah. your favorite. Yes. What would you say is your favorite kill in this? So whether, whether it be ridiculous or real, what do you think is your favorite? My my favorite is is definitely Julius. Yes. Um 
So we establish in the beginning of the movie that Julius is one hell of a boxer. Mm-hmm. And um, so as things progress and and the ones that make it to Manhattan alive mm-hmm. uh, get chased at various sections, Julius ends up on a roof with Jason and decides he's going to box his way out of it. Um, now, uh, during the scene, uh, Julius was actually an amateur boxer oh. in real life, and he was... Uh, Kane Hodder had so much um, padding on him, and of course he had the, the hockey mm-hmm. mask on that, yeah. that um, Julius was actually punching him. They, they were, wow. He was actually hitting him and punching him, and uh, he punches him for good two, two and a half, three minutes till his, he's exhausted and his knuckles are bloody and mm-hmm. he's had enough and he's he's exhausted. And, and Jason grabs him by the collar and with one punch, knocks his head off. It flies off the roof, rolls down the side of the roof, goes right into a dumpster, and automatically the dumpster lid slams shut on his head. Kind of, kind of like uh, you know, you almost expect the uh, uh, the womp 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 <laughs> music to <laughs> after the head goes in the dumpster. It's it's actually one of my favorite kills of all the Friday the Thirteenth because yes. it was just it was just ridiculous. I think I completely forgot about it because it's been a long time since I've seen Man- uh, Manhattan, and. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. And then you uh, you texted me because I sent you a picture of when I had started the movie and you were at that scene and you go, oh, we're almost at the boxing scene. I'm like, I completely forgot that was in this movie. And I was just ex- so excited to get there. <laughs> um, It's great. And I, I, I do remember back in it would have been 89 back mm-hmm. seeing this in the movies. Yeah. And kind of uh, a, a cheer coming up from the audience when when that happened. So, yeah, it's, it was definitely a memorable scene. This movie, especially like after you get off the boat, does kind of become you're rooting for Jason almost. And it's not on purpose. Like, I don't think any of the characters make it so bad that you're like cheering against them. But you just kind of like everything he does in New York and just kind of, OK, he saved Rennie from rapists. Um, he. Right had one of the best kills with the boxing scene yep. basically didn't he does kill... walk around kind of he kind of walks around acting like uh he's got a little comic relief going when uh he first crawls out of the water yep and sees uh sees a billboard for the east coast hockey league yes um <laughs> of the guy in a hockey mask and he kind of uh he looks at it and he kind of turns his head like a puppy kind of yeah. curious as to what he's seeing there he does it again when he's when he first sees Times Square, but yeah, um, yeah, he's got a little comic relief going. He a smashes, softer side to he uh, smashes the boombox. He throws the big uh, short order cook, like everything he does. I'm just kind of like, all right, Jason, you go. Like he never really messes with anybody besides the yes. people that were on the boat, but he, he breaks the boombox is the best. Um, yeah, that's that's a good one, and yeah, he breaks the boombox and then takes off his mask to uh to scare the hell out of the uh the kids with the mask so yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um the death i would say for me that was besides the boxing scene because the boxing scene is definitely my favorite 
it's just the ridiculous nature of it that on this boat there was the sauna and Jason grabs one of the hot rocks and just shoves it through this kid. <laughs> that was the one that right like oh it got me. That that one broke me. Um I also thought he was gonna kill Eva by slamming her through the disco ball on the dance floor. I was a little sad that she just got choked out. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed like a lot that that scene seemed like a lot for her just ending up getting choked out when, like you said, she could have been she could have been hung by the uh, the disco ball and been mm-hmm. twirling around and around. Yeah, and right. Around. Exactly. So, like that's what, that's what I was expecting from this movie with this level of camp and cheese and everything like that. I was kind of hoping for that. But yes. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I kept a you tally. mentioned. Um, oh, yeah. You mentioned the, the big guy from the diner. Yes. Um, who Jason picks up and tosses into the mirror. Yes. Um, that guy, uh, Ken Kersinger was his Ken name. Kersinger. Okay. And he actually he he actually played Jason in Freddy versus Jason two movies later. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, he, and like I liked how he got up too, and he was like he was definitely. Like you see him, he's big dude. He's intimidating and everything like that. And Jason's actually, this is one of the few times Jason's actually smaller than someone and he still throws him across the room. <laughs> right. Right. Showing Jason's strength. And, and can we go back to one thing mm-hmm. that we talked about before when you're, when you start, when you, you get to Manhattan, they start rooting, you start rooting for Jason. Yeah. Um, because he saves Rennie from the would be rapist. Yes. Um, there's. Uh, I, I kept kind of thinking to myself, when he spends the last two thirds of this movie high on heroin because they did, they did um, inject her up before they were about to assault her, and yeah. now she's walking around on heroin. I wonder if she, uh, you know, she went on to think that maybe it was all just a dream. Uh, maybe she was riding that white pony like she was. <laughs> she was going. <laughs> I did he think was about definitely that. Definitely going on. Yeah, I did think about that because they did get the needle in her and they did push the plunger. Like it was it was empty. It was. It was. So, yeah. And then the, the syringe got jabbed into the first gangbanger. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um exactly. I did keep track of how many people died in this. 17 people died in this movie. I well, so yeah, I was quick. keeping, yeah, I was keeping track of that mostly because I was thinking of the first one and I don't think it was anywhere near that number. And so this one definitely dialed up a little bit. Obviously it's number seven in the series. Seven, eight, seven. Eight. Eight. I can't count. <laughs> I do. I do make that mistake a lot myself. I, I don't know why I, for years I thought it was seven, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's eight. Okay. Well, I, I was just thinking, like, from the humble beginnings of probably, what, six, seven people died. Now we're up to 17. Yes. Not bad. Not yes. bad. <laughs> it was, it, it was, um, yeah, there, there was, there was quite a few. Um, mm-hmm. There's got to be a list somewhere, somewhere of how many kills, what has the most kills. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I'm sure there is. Although, okay, so according to this, I only have the first five here, but Jason Goes to Hell the final Friday is 25. Okay. Freddy versus Jason at 22. Jason okay. X at 21. Uh, wow. A New Beginning at 19. Part 6 at 18. So this is this might be around the mid-level of number of kills in, in each movie. Okay. So it looks, it looks like it's around mid. Yeah, okay. Did you find that screen rant? Is that what it was? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I was just looking it up myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do also want to talk about, so we talked a lot about toxic waste just everywhere, including that he ja- yes. uh, just throws Charles into a vat of toxic waste that's just on the street. But the... Yes. Yes. Yeah. Foreshadowing. There was foreshadowing in the beginning of the movie. There was foreshadowing. There was foreshadowing. When, uh, somebody randomly gets uh, mugged. They take his wallet and take the money out and then toss his empty wallet into this vat of toxic waste. And then out pops the most adorable little rat you've ever seen in your life. Oh, <laughs> I missed that part. I actually wasn't. Uh, I guess I didn't <laughs> see that part. Um, But we were talking about how this is a big deal, this toxic waste in New York. And the thing that gets me is the sewers. So our heroes end up in the sewers being chased by uh, Jason and it's 10 minutes to midnight. And there just happens to be like a friendly neighborhood guy. He's got his wrench. He's working on a pipes or something like that. And he's, like, I'll show you how to get out of here. This is perfect timing because at midnight, the sewers flood with toxic waste. Yes. Yes. Ed Norton is now in the sewers, saving them from this toxic waste every night at midnight. Every, every night. night the, the sewer fills with toxic waste. And that was my thing is. I don't this... remember. When I watched this movie in 1989, I do not remember being surprised by the fact that this was happening right yeah well and that was the thing too is i'm sitting there going this guy knows that it floods with toxic waste he's still there 10 minutes before midnight like what the hell's wrong with you dude he's cutting it close although you know a man probably knows his job so maybe he maybe he does it every night but yeah that's that's a little close yeah exactly especially in a time without and cell phones like you can't set an alarm waste. yeah it's not, it's not like the toxic waste Steeps in, or I mean, it comes in like it's the Poseidon Adventure. All oh, this massive quantities of toxic waste running through the storm system or the drinks, the, uh, the sewer system. The blood comes out of the shining elevator. Like, it's... yes, that's exactly what happened. Uh, obviously, it gets rid of Jason for at least a little bit. But uh, yeah, this movie. For this movie, yeah, and and Jason's unmasked in this movie once yes. again um, by the uh, I I I don't recall if it's by the toxic waste flood, but whatever it is, his mask is off and his face is melting off. Yes, and, I was actually uh, thinking it like melted onto his face almost, but yes, it was melting definitely. It could be. Yeah, could I be. I couldn't exactly tell, but yes, definitely he. he he was unmasked at least twice where you actually saw his face. Yes. It was not pretty. And and another interesting fact, I don't know if I got this from IMDb, 
DB mm-hmm. or somewhere else. But uh, as uh, Jason is quote unquote dying in the toxic waste, he throws up all this toxic waste that he's been ingesting um, in this mm-hmm. one scene. And apparently Kane Hodder actually drank an entire gallon of water right before the scene and actually puked water out. So that's actually him throwing up water. It was not an effect. I don't yeah, know. If, just... I don't. I don't know why he did that. We felt the yeah. need to method act this this toxic waste being puked up. But yeah, apparently that's real. Hey, good for Kane Hodder. He knew his character. He knew what he needed to do. <laughs> <laughs> he knew exactly what. That's what. Yeah, that's why he's the most famous Jason. That's why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Uh um, we didn't even talk about why Charles. I think deserved to die in the first place. He was the one that threw Rennie in the water and she relived that trauma of why she was scared of the water and everything. Cause Jason was pulling her down. Cause right. Right. yeah, that's the whole connection to camp crystal Lake. They went to camp crystal Lake and basically he was, if you don't learn how to swim, Jason's going to bring you down and throws her into the water. Uh, asshole father of the year. Terribly mean. Yeah. Like he wasn't yeah. her real yeah. father, but I think it was... yeah, right, right. He was her guardian, Uncle Charles. Yes, because yes, Uncle Charles. What what happened to her parents? They died in a car it, crash or something. I but think yeah. so. Yeah. Yes, he was. He was the guardian. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We we kind of uh, yes, and I guess that that may have been the heroin induced memory that she got from staring into the. I, I can only assume was a puddle of toxic waste on fire. Yes. Uh, which which kind of morphed into Crystal Lake, and then that's when she had her memory of being thrown of, into the yeah. into Crystal Lake by Uncle Charles. Yes. Yeah, it just kind of flooded back on her. Uh, yes, I did mean that pun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I do think you're right about that. It has to be toxic waste because it was just everywhere. So it had to be toxic waste on fire. Um, which that whole scene, how that came to be in the first place and how they were in like the back of the police car and the policeman gets killed by Jason and then she drives and somehow Jason's in front of them, drives through Jason and then hits a fence just cause like you had a car. You, (laughs) you, yes. If you know how to drive, there's a break (laughs) you could have used it, but that that doesn't that doesn't help the plot. No, no, it doesn't help the plot. We need to learn why Uncle Charles is the way he is and why Rennie's scared of water. And there's a very very short uh, few lines by the cop. Mm-hmm. And when Corinne and I were watching this movie, um, she noticed something that I didn't. And this this would be this police officer's terrible Irish accent. Now, um, I guess if you're in New York, you're going to have an Irish cop. And then I did look on IMDb, and there he's listed as Irish cop. So Irish cop, represent. You got you, you, you got your Clancy Wiggum in, in <laughs> as the Irish cop. Um, yeah, I didn't. I did. I wouldn't. I didn't notice that until Corinne pointed it out to me. So yeah, it's, it's funny you just said Clancy Wiggum and the first thought that always pops into my head with chief wiggum is the b sharps episode where he gets kicked <laughs> out of out of it and he's yeah. like re-auditioning yeah. as dr doolittle 
Dr. Doolittle's really <laughs> Chief Wiggum. Oh, this bird's got to fly. <laughs> he runs through the wall. <laughs> It's that's so fantastic. That's every single time I think of Chief Wiggum. <laughs> so Irish cop, yes. The few lines before yeah. he dies. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I don't, I don't know why they made him. I mean, I guess we have to say it's it's New York City. And of course, mm-hmm. I know I know a lot of, of New York City police officers. And they are all Irish. So, you know, maybe they're not far off. <laughs> <laughs> but they're usually good Irish accents, not this guy. <laughs> Right. I want to look up his name because I want to see if he's actually Irish. Uh, They're not hiding their lucky charms. Roger (laughs) Barnes is his name. Yeah, could be. He could be. I mean, he's yeah, maybe. Uh, he (laughs) he's had a good career of playing cops, pretty much. He's he's been in a lot of things as like cop number three. Uh, yeah financial cop coach okay he was a coach at one point but coach okay that works yeah agent smith um oh that movie's millennium or it's tv series sorry tv series millennium from the 90s yeah uh cop number two there we go another one (laughs) officer number two cop number four yeah he was also in 21 Jump Street, just in case you were curious. The TV show, not the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Irish cop. Great. He's got a great career playing a cop. Irish, I don't know about that. <laughs> got to work on that accent, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else to talk about with this movie. That. You know, I think we 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 might need to go back a little bit back to okay. on the boat, yeah. Because one of the things um, that number one, you have um, I don't I don't recall her name, but the the girl with the flying V guitar who JJ couldn't wait, yeah, she could not wait to film a music video in the bowels of this ship. Yes, with Wayne, with her apparently her an entire. Friend. Wayne, her nerd friend, um, and and Wayne is not uh, in love with her. Wayne's in love with the other girl. That Tamara, uh, Tamara, is that Tamara? Tamara? I don't remember Tamara. how you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, the, the girl, who, biology girl, the biology girl. And let's talk about that for a second. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine what her biology project was supposed to be. I'm sure it was something very complicated and yes uh, and i'm sure it was was not supposed to be body parts drawn all across her so um that she Did eventually you... decides to strip down to her underwear and try to romance uncle charles into giving her a good grade i suppose that was I... that was the point I did see Man, that was uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. It was very (laughs) uncomfortable Um, when she did strip down, though. So she had marked all of her body parts and everything like that for her biology project. Did you see anything wrong with it? I'm wondering if I'm the only one who caught anything. I I don't think I I, I don't think I looked that hard, but it it didn't. I mean, nothing really looked right. Yeah. (laughs) Stomach. I have to go back and look again. Stomach was spelled S-T-O-M-A-C-K. 
<laughs> and originally I was like, no, no, they did not. No, because it's. Oh, <laughs> my. I rewinded the 10 seconds. Nope, it's there. Stomach. <laughs> that, that, see, now you're just going to get a failing grade now. <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens after that. Even if Uncle Charles was enjoying what he was going through, you, you can't spell stomach. I mean, you got to fail no matter what, right? I see two D's and an F. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah tamara um making the moves on uncle charles and of course getting wayne the hopelessly in love videographer to come in and film yep that's what's going on and and yeah Uh, maybe that yeah that was that was her her master plan yeah was to film her and uncle charles um as Tim Curry once said, in flagrante delecto, yes. um, <laughs> doing whatever they weren't supposed to be doing, and uh, I, I suppose that was her biology final. So that was that was. Hopefully, yeah, she got a good good grade. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Charles never made it. Neither did she. <laughs> no, matter. no, that's that's true. Didn't didn't matter. She after, got stabbed in the work. stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also love how Wayne comes in and is just like uh, after that whole scene Uncle Charles leaves and he's just like I have had the major hots for you right that's a that's a phrase like, oh uh, ooh, uh, well I like you as a friend and uh, thanks for helping me set up Uncle Charles and I'll just take that tape and slam the door in your face yeah exactly not nice and then of course the first thought he has is what about this other girl I left on the hook JJ let's go find her <laughs> Let's go back down to the balls of the ship and see if the girl with the flying V might uh, be my friend. But yep, you know. exactly. Uh, yeah, that was a very pretty guitar that she never played correctly as well. But you know, yeah. you have to fake it until yeah. you make it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but she she had whatever she had uh, with that guitar, her whole portable speaker system. Yeah. Um, yeah, didn't need any power. Didn't need to be plugged in anywhere. Just turn it on and and go when to she, town. It was it was fantastic. When she played the music on the side, I was like, okay, she's got it on like a tape recorder or something like that. Fine, but then she had like an amp out of nowhere, and like she, I, all of a sudden these chords are everywhere, and I'm like, that took you no time. You literally just said, wow, this yeah. is a great place for a music video. <laughs> just set it right up wherever, and and yeah. yeah the, the the new Ronco seventy seven uh, automatic guitar. Don't you know it Bluetooth now? <laughs> exactly. Nobody <laughs> uh, nobody could have imagined back in good old nineteen eighty nine the Bluetooth. You know, speaking of nineteen eighty nine, something I read about this movie yesterday. Okay. And I'm not sure if I believe it or not, but it says that it was it was filmed entirely in April of nineteen eighty nine. Oh. And then released in July of 1989, which seems quick. That's very quick. I mean, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Cause I, part of me is like, yeah, that, that seems very quick. But part of me is also like all of New York was a soundstage. It felt like. So. Yes. For the most part, anyway, at all least. of the, well, all of the 
um, with the except, let's see, with the exception of the shots um, in the river with okay the Statue of Liberty. Okay, yeah, and probably Times Square. Times Square, yeah, Times Square was all real. Everything else was in Vancouver. So okay, all yeah. the alley scenes, all the city scenes, right. everything, and um, the when the ship left mm-hmm. uh, New Jersey, you can see in the background the the wonderful, beautiful mountains of Vancouver, and you're thinking to yourself, that looks exactly like New Jersey. Of course, they're leaving New Jersey right now. <laughs> After you watched the movie, Corinne goes and told me this, and was just like, that's obviously Vancouver. <laughs> you would know that. <laughs> she was telling me you that's were what, saying see, that. That's what happens when you when you read too much about a movie before you watch the movie. You should yeah. just let it be and go in blind. Um, keep your sus- suspension of disbelief and just yeah. just go with it. Yeah, just go with the that was Panamanian my... freighter turned into the most beautiful. <laughs> Most beautiful cruise ship, cruise ship with the sauna, and <laughs> I can't get over the sauna. I can't. Get over not, it. <laughs> yeah, the sauna. The sauna was nice. Yeah, I mean, it was way too big. It was fantastic. Like, and here's the other thing: how many people are in this graduating class? Um, Nine. Yeah, eight? right. It's, it's a, small. Is this the whole class trip? Because there wasn't. There weren't a lot of people on this boat. No, there was not. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that because I mean seven people i think got out on the boat and two of those were uh no more than that more than that um but at most probably like 10 people got on the boat and that was everybody except for our main four five five with julius yeah i forgot i keep forgetting julius i remember the core four because they introduced him and they're like this is basically going to be who your four are and then julius i right. thought was going to get it on the boat and then remembered the boxing scene and was like oh yeah no he actually gets through Right. Realistically, they could have rented a pontoon. Yeah. And got a cooler and, and been fine. Yep. But they need to they need to f- travel in style to New York. <laughs> they apparently live in New Jersey, but this is going to be like their first trip to New York ever. I'm just thinking back to the days when I lived in the Northeast, how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of limo companies there are up there that had these big, giant, fancy buses that they could have taken from New Jersey to Manhattan. Well, now, especially, you could. I mean, obviously, this is 1989, so who knows, but you could have taken a Hummer Hummer limo, had a great time, or just a party bus. Just get a party bus. Just a party. You can, you know what? They could have gotten a school bus. <laughs> yeah, so the school, the school is spending this much money on a senior trip for every year. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> oh school bus. Man, uh <laughs> our volleyball coach was our school bus driver. Like he this this is how cheap we were. We were just like, okay, cool, you get a school bus that's driven by our volleyball coach that also coaches, and it's like just one person, that's it. You don't need to pay two people, but that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> what it is. Oh man! Oh. I also love the use of spear guns and spears. There's multiple of those. Um, yeah. Oh, there yeah, was the, one. The, the random oh, two in the beginning. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I was just thinking about the random two. The other boat. Uh, yeah, in the beginning, where. Uh, um, where the are two the two first people that show up yes are, are 
that are having sex in a horror movie. Yes. Terrible. Yeah. How dare you? And she scares or he scares her with a Jason mask. Like this was a plan all along that they were going to go over by there. And she's mad at him for all of like 20 seconds and then forgives him. I want to know who's driving the boat to begin with because they're downstairs. They're making out the boat yeah, before he anchors down. Yeah. Along. Yeah. And, and he, he stops in the middle and says, you know what? I better go upstairs and throw down the anchor because obviously they're going somewhere. Yeah. They're just floating and down the river. The anchor is the anchor is the key to the entire waking up Jason with the electricity. Yes. The <laughs> underwater electric uh, thing that just gets hit a couple times by an anchor and it's breaks and electrocutes the ocean. <laughs> right. And Jason, of course. Of course. Of and, course. Uh, and he was Jason. Jason spent so much time in the water, obviously drowned in the water. He spent mm-hmm. time in the water. Yep. This is the most, this is the most squishy Jason has ever been when he's come out of the water. He's very yes. squishy and slimy and gross and you just kind of want them to dry off a little bit because you yeah. like you think like all these all these weapons and things would be slipping out of his hand, right? <laughs> and uh, he's just a, he's just a little too mushy in this one for my taste. A little too mushy. <laughs> uh, for those of you at home that hate this word, a little moist. <laughs> a little moist. He's moistacular. <laughs> oh my god! I got a little Manhattan in the nose there. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all those uh, those uh, moist puns from Letterkenny, and I can't think of any oh of them God. right now. But if I could think of them, I'd be oh, rattling them off. Yes, <laughs> it doesn't shock me that you watch Letterkenny. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> of course, not not a bad thing at all. It was just, uh, yeah, you you hit me as that kind of person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. What would you rate this sucker? Okay, um, I would have to putting it up against um, all the other mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth movies. Um, I'm not going to give it a terrible rating. I'm I'm going to give it two and a half fifty five gallon drums of toxic waste out of five. You took my measure. Uh. <laughs> that's the, that's the second time that's happened. I know. <laughs> toxic waste was just the Drums easy one. Toxic waste, yeah. Um, well, so this is gonna come across as harsh, but really, this is actually pretty good for a bad movie for me. Uh, 1.5 out of five sauna rocks. Sauna rocks, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had a backup this time ready just in case. That worked, that worked. So that's what happens when you let me go first. Yeah, well, I guess always first. <laughs> especially guests that chose the movie like i can't That's true. especially compared to the other two that i've watched this month already this is by far the highest gotcha what what else did you watch uh the silence on netflix starring okay. stanley tucci and kiernan shipka oh my goodness okay that got uh the old mitchell zero which is 0. 0.5 out of five okay uh we call it the mitchell zero because our buddy mitchell he can't give a movie a zero because you made a movie and that's like really hard to do. So I, I, I definitely respect that. I under, I understand that it's very difficult to give something a zero. Yeah. 
but I don't mind giving zeros. And that's why the other one, which the episode hasn't released yet. It's a uh, urban legends, bloody Mary. We watched that. And um, oh, I got the demon. group together to watch it. And I gave that a zero. Yeah, I can see that. Wow. Yes. That was terrible. That is going to release sometime next week. Originally, I was going to release it Tuesday, fell behind. I was like, I'm not going to release it this close to Friday the 13th because Friday the 13th has its own special, you know? Yes. yes. So this Absolutely. one's that one's going to release next week. So it just has a little breathing room. So technically already recorded, already in the can, but it's going to release next week just to have a little breathing room. Yeah, five bad movies this month. Bad horror movies. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. At least bad <laughs> horror movies sometimes are fun. Yes. Yeah, bad horror movies are, are so much better than bad other movies. Yes, agreed. Yeah, The Silence was a bad, uh, a quiet place is what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the main problem I had with it is they, they do sign language but they also whisper their words. Oh, that's not annoying at all. Exactly. I was fully prepared. I'm like, I've seen A Quiet Place. I'm okay with reading the bottom line. That's fine. Because that that's fine. That's all I want to do. And they kept whispering what they're doing at the same time. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> it also was unintentionally hysterical. He Stanley Tucci had one of the best plans. His family's like getting attacked by these bird bat things that are the main villains he turns on a wood chipper and they all follow the noise and fly straight into it and it's like okay. it's a great idea like it works in this world but it's just hysterical when it happens they just they're just drawn to the the dulcet tones of the wood chipper yes exactly the, and they just get spit out it's hysterical but wow. yeah yeah, so that's the silence too. Um, but yeah, so three wow. out of five are done and recorded. Two Fantastic. more to go. Yeah, love it. Yeah, so I'll send you a message when I'm doing those other ones because I've figured out my schedule for the entire month. But yeah, awesome. Yeah, so awesome. yeah, that'll do it for uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. Any more thoughts about it that you want to conclude with? Um, just it, uh, like I said, I. Uh, I, I always, uh, whenever we talk, I always age myself um, <laughs> saying these things. But I, I do remember seeing this in the theaters in 1989. Okay. And it was just, it was a different experience seeing it yeah. now yeah. than back then. Because all, it, it, all those ridiculous things about New York City that you see in it now weren't ridiculous back then. Yeah, it right. At least didn't, it didn't seem like the perception of what New York city was back mm -hmm. then was, was way different than it is now. My only question though, were there a million couches on every street and every dead end alley? You know, I don't, I, I honestly, I don't remember Here, okay. what I, what I liken it to yeah. is the New York city scenes from night court. Because yeah, okay. night court was, the, it was the same kind of era. Yeah. And I mean, there weren't, there weren't a whole lot of like, outer scenes in nightmare yeah but it was, it was just that that new york city back then it was just trash okay. you know there was just garbage everywhere and you know random just <laughs> nonsense everywhere yeah. and it wasn't i don't remember it being anything okay. like like terrible but yeah it was just new york city it was dirty 
Yeah. Like David, like David Letterman said back in the day when it rained, New York City used to make its own soup. And uh, not a <laughs> oh. good way. Oh, no, that sounds miserable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I was thinking was the couches. There was a million couches. Other than that, I actually like toxic waste. Yeah, okay. There, there was a lot of toxic waste. But um, like the graffiti and stuff didn't bother me because I actually thought like in the 80s, there'd be graffiti. It's just, oh, that absolutely. Was, yeah, that was a thing. That was, I mean, that still is a thing certain places, but now it's a street art. Um, right. right. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I had one more thought and I can't remember where it went. It was about the couches pretty much, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, homeless people like to be comfortable. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't give you a place to live. Here's a couch. Here's a couch. heroin on this. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Amount, you know what? Yeah. One more thing. Yeah. Going in that area, the amount of shredded paper in these movies that depict okay. here is yeah. ridiculous. How? I mean, so whoever's in charge of the garbage of the movies, it's like let's just take an entire truckload of shredded paper and just throw it everywhere because that's yeah. that's garbage. Yeah, that won't catch on fire when the toxic waste cuts on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'd clean it up a little and burn all the <laughs> burn all the paper. <laughs> burn all the paper. <laughs> but yeah, that's all. I, yeah. Ending on a bad note. So yeah. Yeah. Um now I'm gonna go watch uh, Jason Goes to Hell. There you go. Yeah, I, I actually thought about hitting uh Jason Five. Everybody's telling me how bad it was. And I'm like, I haven't watched that one in forever. Like literally anything besides the original. And Freddy versus Jason, I watched last year, but I, all of the rest of them, I've kind of not watched in a while, so I kind of forget. Um, yeah, this one feels a little more like I need to do it. Last year, I usually have a theme for October's when I'm watching scary movies. Last year was um, big names, and so okay. it or it was um, no, I can't remember exactly what it was, but for whatever reason, Freddy versus Jason fit into it, and. So I rewatched Freddy versus Jason and still as cheesy and dumb as ever and makes it fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, my, my favorite, probably, I, I don't know, favorite. I like, I mean, I don't know. They, they all are, are mm -hmm. they all have their merits. I, I suppose. I think my favorite might be Friday the 13th to, um, only because I know it was filmed in New Preston, Connecticut. Um, and when I when I found that out back in the late eighties, I went I went uh, exploring uh, in New Preston, trying to find um, you know where the lake was, where the, the casino bar was, yeah. all the locations because that the the casino bar was an actual thing. But by the time okay. I I went looking for it, it wasn't there anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, and they spent a lot of time in that bar in number two. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah. So I do remember the bar. I don't remember a lot of number two, but I do remember the bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, this is a good time to bring up that a lot of people don't realize that Jason didn't wear a hockey mask until halfway through part three. Yes. So. Yes. Definitely needs to be reminded of that because, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, somebody was trying to get me to watch the remake as well, and I just can't. I can't do it. I just thought of that now that you say that because there's a part where he finds the hockey mask. Yeah. Part three, or I'm sorry, the, the remake. Um, 
uh, it wasn't terrible, but Jason's a lot faster. Yeah. And I think that's, like, that's you know, like took, part of it. took a soup from the new, like the new zombies that, that yeah. run. Yep. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Yep. Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead Zombies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The World War Z zombies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, Game for a Movie podcast where we ask for, are you game for a movie? I've been your host, Mike. I've been joined by Jim. We'll see you next time on Game for a Movie Podcast. The end. Thank you, Mike. Mark. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it, Jim. (laughs) Thanks, man.